to the Low Key Podcast with Aaron Lanton, Keith Denny, and me, Tim Malloy. Today we are talking about House of the Dragon, the first two episodes of the new HBO prequel to Game of Thrones. A uh, couple caveats, we're going to be spoiling a lot of stuff. Um, we're probably going to be talking about horrible birth scenes. And uh, we don't know any of these characters' names. Let's just be honest. Maybe Aaron and Keith know a couple of their names, but... I don't know who any of them are. So you're going to hear some descriptions like the little blonde girl and the young brown haired girl and the old guy and Tim, what's his name in the small table who played the lizard, I think in one of the Spider-Man movies. Um, We're just going to wing it. We know that you don't know their names either. And if you do, you're listening to much more intense game of Thrones adjacent podcast than this one. Um, Godspeed. May the old gods and the new gods bless you. Um, but we're not going to do any of that shit. Um, we're just going to talk about our impressions of the show. And uh, I, for one, am really enjoying it. <laughs> uh, let's start with Keith. What do you think? Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, I, I'm, I've been enjoying it for the most part, too. I think uh, the the only like concerns I have is like, Sometimes, you know, like with these like um, spinoff shows, yeah. they they come off more um, like giving us a background, like a historical background of like the world that we're particularly used to in this case is Westeros. But I've noticed in some of those cases, it might um, have more of filling that in, but not so much of like having those like memorable characters. And right now, I don't know if we have any characters like that. Whereas I felt like when I watched the first couple of episodes of the original Game of Thrones, I already knew like, okay, I want to see, I want to follow this character. I want to see where they're going, you know? And I also remembered all their names for the most part, you know, because they, they kind of had, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think a lot of characters have names that's like way too similar to me for some reason. They're all named like Valerius, Daenerys, Daenerys, yeah. Like there, there's not a Ned or a Robert, <laughs> like in in or a John. Like that that shit is easy. You know like, throw me one John, right? Like throw me a John, throw me a Nick, you know, uh, a Samuel, you know. So that's that's one thing about it. But I I don't know. I enjoy it. I enjoy these things. It made me think about, um, I used to be a big, like, Battlestar Galactica fan. But big as in, like, the newer ones that had came out, like, in the 2000 era. And I was super late to it, you know. And I remember just binge-watching all of Battlestar Galactica. And then they had a prequel show that no one even remembers, and it's called Caprica. And I had to be the only person in the world that like this show because every time I mention anybody else they were like it, it sucks ass and I'm so, a nerd I, you said that I was like I don't even remember that <laughs> but, it was, but it was it was the same deal like where it kind of focused a lot it gave you a lot of backstory and how we got what we got in um, Game of Thrones and I, I liked it I mean not Game of Thrones but Battlestar Galactica and so um, the first Cylon or something right like wasn't that yeah, it gets into like how the first Cylon comes into to being and how they it kind of really started like as them creating like this virtual world that was similar to the metaverse. It's like some deep stuff, but a lot of, apparently people didn't like it. And I and I'm hoping that the House of the Dragon would 
fare better than some other prequel shows. Maybe maybe be like on the level of something like uh, what's a good one? Better Call Saul. Saul Kells, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, which I've never finished, but I heard it's great. But anyway, those are my initial thoughts. And, and the gold standard, of course, Young Sheldon. Um, the people <laughs> ever made. I have not watched it. <laughs> no, I've never seen it. Yeah, because I'm I got Paramount Plus, and I I still don't think I'll be doing that. Yeah, I don't watch Big Bang enough to be. <laughs> you can't follow Big Bang if you haven't seen every episode of Young Sheldon. It's just it's impossible. Yeah, <laughs> what do you think, Aaron? Uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Um, I disagree with Keith on one point, though. Um, I look. Like you, um, I think something as simple as not having um, names that are just more common in today does make it a little more difficult for me to remember some of the characters' names. But I do find some of them to be uh, pretty memorable. I do think that um, our queen, uh, let me double check, uh, Reneas, right? Um, yes, that's correct. So I do find her to be a pretty interesting character there's a lot going on between her and her friend yeah she's like, a bad character totally the good. scenes that she has with her friend who her father proposes to name escaping me right now but there's so much double talk every time she's talking to Renaris. once she starts having the conversations that her you know that the king says don't t- don't tell Renaris about this um it's like all right like when they're sitting <laughs> together praying and she's like you know, what should I say to the gods and say, you know, you, you, you know, it's between you and the gods. I'm like, oh, she's saying some, she's like, I'm going to be queen. I'm going to run all this shit. That's all <laughs> she praying for. And I was like, yo, oh, this is, this, this is kind of layered. Um, there's a lot of stuff like that uh, going on. I, I really appreciate the, you know, the world building's great, but Game of Thrones is about characters first and foremost. And I do feel like they're doing a good job of showing how, you know, the best of intentions can go really, 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 really wrong. Um, One thing I want to point out from a writing standpoint, some of the most skillful writing I think I've ever seen in my life is at the end of the first episode, when the like 16 year old brown haired girl or 15 or however old she is, starts like hanging out with the king and everybody's like, oh, fuck, no, this is awful. This is so wrong. No, 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 no. And then they introduce the 12 year old who he might marry. Then you're like, no, 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 no. Get with the 16-year-old. That was okay. (laughs) So fucked up. And then they introduce something even more fucked up. And you're like, okay, okay, okay. Just go go with her. Fine. All right. Because like I know in you know, in those times, whatever in in olden times, whenever this takes place, yeah, that was common, but it's still like the little girl is like so horrifying. And makes the 16-year-old who is still horrifying comparatively less horrified but so the, the the issue that that the king doesn't bring to Renaris, which it, i think lead if he if she knew this if he would have shared this information i think she would have been more understanding which is the king is on the timetable the king's probably gonna die in like two years because of that disease he has yeah. you don't have time to wait on a 12 year old nobody else knows this except the, his hand and like some other people who you know do some medical stuff some and there's no women over you know, 16 in the entire kingdom, I guess. I, well, n- not they're supposed to have royal wounds. Yeah, not, yeah, not, they have um, Valerian, a Valerian background. Gotta yeah, have a Valerian background. 
So, you know, like I said, the thing that was most impactful to me in a lot of ways, which, you know, is a little weird. I'm not saying this to try to score any kind of social points are weird. Definitely (laughs) kind of way. But I mean, like from a writing standpoint, how stuff set up, the constant uh, juxtaposition of the place of women who would be better leaders. Yeah. Given the circumstances and the people we have in front of us, that they aren't, that they, so in, in every level, they are um, just forced to remember their station. And it was crazy to me. And it was funny that it finally was said out loud about the queen who never became king or whatever, whatever they call it, I can't remember. But um, basically, Ariana. yeah, well, so Rhaenyra's is named the next heir. All right, cool, yeah, I'm the next heir, da, da, da. And then the next scene, I was like, are we having a flashback? Because she's pouring... She's still pouring the, wine. She's still pouring uh, the council's cups. Like, what? Yeah. what's happening here? Um, but but that that is the rigidity of that system. You know, the the mother has to give her life to... Because, because well, the thing is, she's going to die anyway, which sucks. And they're going to have this medieval C-section to try to get, you know, the boy out. That don't work out. And then... As soon as that happens, the hands like talking to his daughter, hey, maybe you should go comfort the king because he's making a play for the throne too. I mean, he, if they'd asked the mom, like, would you die to save your baby? She might have said yes. Right. But they, but, but they don't ask her, of course. But it's, it's not up to her. She yeah. has no consent. Yeah. You know, um, it's just like, you know, as Renarius was, was talking to the king, he goes, you know, the king must, you know, you know, wear the wife and, you know, keep the, the line going. That I get it. You know, I, you got to do it. Um, but at every turn, women uh, are just, I mean, even for the fact that Renarius's friend was asked to do that is kind of wild um, for all kind of reasons, but everybody's being duplicitous and it makes the king's brother way more reasonable in what he's talking about because as the king said like my my family just died and y'all are, are crows like his his brother didn't come and go hey this is make me the air make me the air and i guess he maybe he doesn't need to say that and he was talking shit i'm an air for a day and all that but it feels like and i really like his character because it feels like the reason that he does the shit he does is really about the fact that he doesn't have human connection with other people so we're like talking about, we're talking about Matt Smith. Oh uh, yeah, um, da- Damon. Damon yeah, 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 yeah. Damon, Damon. The only character whose yeah. name I know because I just yeah, that's him. yeah, Matt well, Smith's character. Well, because the thing that fascinates me, I, I just love that scene, and and, and I, I, you know, it was funny when Renaris shows up with her dragon, and then of course she happens to leave, you know, with the egg and all that. LeBron. Yeah, but LeBron. All these people recently have been saying this stuff like, "I'm him," like, "I'm I'm that dude." And I feel like when she was leaving, she's like, "I'm him." <laughs> it's like you got to you know be a man to you know be powered and have station and all that but it was just funny because that scene did demonstrate he's not a heartless person and when you talk to him like a person and not just like somebody who's trying to wield power do this to do that like he becomes more reasonable like when, yeah. when the person who he you know is taking potentially yeah. taking as his wife who's you know been in slavery all this time well she's like look you know um the first time we meet her they're having sex, he finishes, and then she's like, look, what's bothering you? She kind of talks through his inner, you know, demons yeah. right there, like, you know, you're worried about being replaced, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. 
And he really, and I thought maybe, you know, sometimes we'll see scenes like that with a concubine. And like, I don't care what you got to say. Da, da, da. And they just kind of throw him to the side. Like, you don't know me. But he didn't do that with her because she talks to him like a person. Yeah. And when Renee's uh, is talking to him, she talks to him like a person. He's like, you know, like at the end of the day, for you to get what you want, you got to kill me. So do it. Yeah. The other thing I thought about is when he brings up the gold clothes and they just start beating up everybody in the town and it's horrible. That is the first night they ever go out. So I think he can justify that in his mind. Like, look, if I put down any criminal activity the first time and like get a reputation, we're not going to have to do this every night. Right. Like, I, I mean, sure. I will say, though, look, I, I'm not I'm not going to excuse his actions. They I'm were just pointing at people. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just mean, I think the character is interesting, but I just want to I, just to be clear about my you know, overall thoughts there. Um, yeah, overall thoughts about over aggressive police. Yeah, with you. this man was just pointing at people. Was yeah. he a rapist? Pull his pants down. Was he a murderer? <laughs> I thought it was. I thought they had a list of people that were already convicted of those crimes. Man, they were grabbing people. I don't know. That, that looked a little too too common to me. It, like <laughs> they didn't come with paperwork. Your name is such and such. You did this on this day. They were. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I think I I was going to also say the thing about Damon, too, is like, and even with that scene with, um, what's, what's her name? Renee Gard? Renee Gard? Oh, you talking about his niece? Uh, Renee's? His niece, yeah. Renee's. Yeah, Renee's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, um, a lot of that was her, like, really pulling his card, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel yeah. like that's what he's doing with the king in, in the king's hand and everything. But that's more a, he, so, he respects so, that. He don't he respect respects Otto. That, he don't respect the hand because he feel like he's full of shit. He, like he called him yeah, like, he, a he, C-U-N-T. He knows for a fact he's full of shit. And then he he wants, I feel like he he tests and he pulls his brother's car because he wants his brother to step up and do something. And well, actually, that, and he wants his brother to, to respect him. Yeah, yeah but I don't even know if it's as much of a res- his brother to respect him. I think that's what he says on the surface level, right? Mm-hmm. Like we understand it because he says this. But I think that his actions to me is showing that I want you to step up as a king and stop being a soft belly, you know. <laughs> well, I should say soft yellow belly. I think that's the biggest thing. Like it, it's just like with, with an antagonist in general, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a big part of an antagonist is to is to antagonize the protagonist, but in doing that, it's supposed to make the protagonist stronger. Well, but but I think too he wants to. It, it's like he, I don't know exactly that that is one hundred percent his motivation. But the thing is, what that scene with Renee showed was that it's not straight power. He does care about more than that, and there's something bigger that he wants. I, and I, even I'm no, sorry. Go, go actually, I, yeah, Tim. We need to get your overall thoughts after you give y- your next point. Please give your overall thoughts on what's been going on. Well, I I do think he overall wants to be king. Like I do think he wants to be king. Probably. It's not crazy to think he'd be a better king than the guy who's has old time leprosy. Like there's new leprosy. Who has um, Westeros leprosy or whatever he has? What's not really clear. I mean, if people were like, we're going to treat your fingers by dipping them in magnets, maggots, I think it's over with. Like, just, just kill me. We're good. I've had a, I've had a I lot think you can keep your head. digit if you. I've been a king. Put maggots eat the dead flesh. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> you, you notice, like, he starts to deteriorate more and more. Like, he's like, his hand is now wrapped. 
It's the second episode, and they're feeding him the maggots. Like, what's that? Yeah, yeah. Is it, he, according to IMDb, he's, he's an all 10 episode. So, I mean, you have to eat this bucket of poop, my lord. It'll cure yeah. the cure what ails you. Oh, it is kind of funny, like these all time ailments because some of them were legit and some of them absolutely were not. So, it's just kind of leeches. And then my wife and I were talking about it, like, didn't leeches actually kind of work? Like, I think it did work. Yeah, yeah, they do. They, they suck out, uh, you know, especially toxins, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, but I, I love this show because unlike Game of Thrones, I can follow what's going on. I don't know their names, but it's just kind of one family with like a couple of other people spinning off, like the crab feeder and stuff like that. But it isn't like with Game of Thrones, you would just go, wait, who is this? Like, Well, you say that, but I, when they start getting to the mysticism of them dreams, we're going to get lost again. Well, I started reading the. I was like, I should read the book and really get up on this one. So I got the book, which I think is called Fire and Blood or something. And yes, I think that's right. Yeah, Fire it, and something. Yeah, that's him. Fire right. and Blood. George R. R. Martin is such a good writer that I can have no idea what's going on and still absolutely love it. Because there's, I'm in a section right now where Aegon and his two sisters, who are his incestuous wives, um, oh, yeah. just going through and conquering people and just different methods of how they're doing the conquering. And it's always different and it's always like fresh and cool. And this takes place like 130 years before this show. I guess we're going to get to this show soon. He's just an incredible. Oh, the, the, oh this is the, the yeah, because when you said Aegon, I was like, wait a minute, I thought that was the first one. So like and his sisters, they um they conquered most of Did they so, conquer Westeros? That was yeah, look, they, look, they, they, from nothing basically by bluffing their way up there. Yeah, I don't know enough about like the, the full lore of Game of Thrones, but the king said that like they had a thousand dragons. That was oh yeah when they was in Valeria. Yeah, and, and yeah. he said they had uh, a navy that went around the whole entire sea of the world. Yeah, Valeria was like the I guess like the Roman Empire, the Alexander the Great or something, or one of these like you know very old time I rule half the world type kingdoms. Well, but there seems to be like a missing history or something because he mentions how basically dragons, like like we don't actually control dragons. Like he was like, just to be real, yeah. it's not us. Like they allow it, but we yeah. don't actually, you know, like if they decide it's over, it's over. With. It's but, cool to think that dragons actually do run this whole planet. Yeah, it's kind of kind of crazy. And the first scene we actually see the dragons just. Just going through town, and everybody's like, "Huh, oh yeah, there he is." Just because they're freaking, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just yeah, it's, you know, it's it's a different, it's a you know, different, it's a different part of history, uh, right. a, a different moment in time of, of like you know that that timeline of the Game of Thrones universe. It's just it's interesting because the last time I saw a dragon going through Esteros is a little different. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know whose idea it was to have the dragon. I'm not going to pretend I know the dragon's name. It's like Mixos or something. Rising up through the cloud and like the cloud parting right before mm. the confrontation with Doctor Who. Holy shit. That was so beautiful. That was so well done. And people, I've heard people complain about the CGI of the dragons. Like, shut the fuck up. They're dragons. Do people oh, complain? You know, like, you know these mouth breathers who complain about like CGI. Like you people will complain about dragon? She-Hulk this morning, huh? You can make a better dragon. You've seen what a dragon looks oh. like, and, and for a TV show at that, I was like, "Hey, yo, can y'all like 
y'all stop like can we appreciate the things we have i'm just really we can we can can get on that another tip but it's just like sometimes people just have like the most annoying takes and it's just like we don't need that here just take it somewhere (laughs) else like seriously this show Uh, is for you it basically like if 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 that's going by because we we spend like 20 seconds doing that like there's a lot of (laughs) other stuff to like Right, indulge yourself with. So. Dragon ain't even dragons aren't they in there, but not in there. Like it's just, oh, it's, them dragons about to be in. I can't. Oh man, I, it is kind of like funny <laughs> though how. Um, oh man, I just I don't know. There's something really crazy about like the 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 Targaryens that are here in front of us. Just like don't understand politics like at all. Well, you know, I was thinking about that and I was thinking about like in Game of Thrones in general, you you have characters who either rule through like this super hard power and mm-hmm. I would say that's the Targaryens and then you got some that that rule through like some type of deception, whether that's Varys or Littlefinger and you got people who have like this honor and people just follow them because of their honor and because of their valor and that's like Ned Stark and... um. John Snow. Snow, yeah. Right. And 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 it's kind of like it makes you it makes you realize like this is how all these houses differentiate from each other, right? Mm-hmm. But usually the but but then you think like dang, so the people who are the most um not diplomatic, but that's the most manipulative yeah. and deceitful are usually the ones that know how to play the game well. But then on one end, those people have no type of like natural strength or power in the way that Targaryens do, you know, because when you even when you think about Daenerys, she wasn't really just super political. She had people on her side. But like if it was up to Daenerys, everybody would burn because she even said it. She said they could either learn Lay down or they could stay down. Yeah. Like she said, they could either (laughs) learn to live in the world that I could create that I create for them or that can burn in the old world. I it's wish you'd say lay down or stay down because it, it just sums it up so quick. Yeah, because that's literally what she was about. So, and I think that's just... Until what's his name came through. Um, the, three-headed ra- the Three-Headed Raven or whatever? No. Raven? What's his name? Why can't I think of this man's name? Peter Dinklage's character. Tyrion. No. Thank Tyrion. you, yes. Yeah, so Ty- Tyrion add a little bit more diplomacy. He was a and terrible then, then, diplomat by the time he got to her, which was really frustrating but um yeah no that's 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 definitely he he learned from his law you know he learned from it a stark does end up on the throne at the end with bran his name is bran right the three Mm -hmm. the the fact that he ultimately ends up on the throne is interesting because the starks are the ones who are pretty much straight shooters even when it really fucks them over like the red wedding and stuff when they're like yeah, we're not too big on deceit, and then they get deceited. Um, it, it is interesting that if you're like a straight arrow to the extent that they were, you do eventually hit your target in a way that maybe the more wily people don't, because like Littlefinger gets his. Everybody who's deceitful, I mean, the Lannisters are complete snakes. Well, I mean, but honestly, I mean, so anything that happens with the Starks that's not in the books, I kind of just throw it out. Oh, that's fair. Okay. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm not saying that to be dismissive of what's happened in the TV show, but honestly, it became so much like a comic book. 
as far as like these characters are safe. They will be fine no matter what happens. The plot armor thing is real. The the other thing though that I and I know we did like episodes about this like three years ago. Mm-hmm. But when everybody was so mad about how the show ended, I was just like, did you start watching the show in the fifth season or something? Like this is the show. Like wow. power corrupts. Yeah, like, you- <laughs> Corpus is going to turn evil. Well, well, okay, but that oh, God, I don't want to read read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go through that. Let, let, let's do a recap thing when we come back and do, yeah, uh, you know, uh, the well, end of this season, and we can go over that. But yeah, yeah I, think, I, I think I, also, I, I think also, it's something to be said about watching the season over again. Like I've I've rewatched the season from beginning to end because I rewatched it with uh with Randall, and when you rewatch it, it kind of makes more sense once she burns down King Land, King yeah. Land. Like, but if you if you watching it, because I, I can understand, like, when you watching it, like, there's been so many gaps in between. Then yeah. when it happens, it just feels like, oh, I still think that they should have did that season a lot better. But I'm not I'm not against of her kind of switching to, like, being more of a dictator. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's a problem. I think the problem before that is the thing that happens right before, which is all the stuff with um i can't even think what they call it now with the, the, the force them up north yeah uh, where they end up just killing them by shanking them and that's it yeah i mean th- yeah i mean there's a little more to do. there's just there's so many issues with how that even came together but um you I, know I, I do love that because it is it is so game of thrones that like the smallest most forgotten character is also the one who can defeat the most awful character. But also there's all the characters who would get jumped on by like mounds of zombies and survive. Yeah. Oh, "Oh, okay. Well, so your thing is the plot armor, which I agree. They need to get rid of that. It it wasn't just plot armor. It was just the the way we got to certain places that you just can do it differently. Um, and, And the thing is in this, in this case, you know, for this show, it's not as, um, there's more freedom to do certain things, but also it's based on an actual book. Like they're not going to be straying from that or trying to, I would guess, expand beyond the scope of what's happening in, in its text. Yeah. And I think that's going to serve the show pretty well. I mean, the, the first episode I thought was pretty good. I, I did think the discourse that I saw online was a little weird comparing the Red Wedding to that, that birth thing scene. Um <sighs> But I, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, deeply uncomfortable. Um, but also, that is, uh, you know, the reality of this state uh, C-section yeah. um, of that time. If you get, you feel like you got to do that. Um, Red wedding was definitely worse. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Well, first off, the thing with the red wedding was, you know. You th- you think you're there for one thing, and another thing's happened. So there's that difference. But then also, the, I mean, just the wiping out of an entire line like that's different, you know. I, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but as like a relatively recent parent in the last few years, realizing that everybody has an opinion about everything parenting related, and then also everybody has an opinion about everything Game of Thrones related, it was kind of brilliant of them to merge those two fandoms like oh no this is why like i saw a thing today about how like that the show may stigmatize c-sections which is 
fucking crazy that anybody would stigmatize C-sections, but like to bring together people who are going to argue about Game of Thrones and people who are going to argue about how you should have your kid. <laughs> it's just like, we'll never stop talking about the show. Yeah. I mean, I think they made some really was like, you know what? I think I'm going to do formula instead of nursing the baby. Then we could just have the entire internet just like, no! Oh, you can't you do it. You know what's funny? Like, even though I, I, in my head I knew that that baby didn't make it, I still, the way they shot it, was like, oh, no, the baby died, too. Because <laughs> yeah. I've forgotten in the history of how the stuff works that that's what's going to happen. We were taking bets. Like, at, during the thing going on and on, my wife and I are like, all right, do you think it's a boy or a girl? And do you think she dies or the baby dies? And I'm like, they're both going to die. <laughs> There's no I knew. I kind of knew. I hate I kind of forget. But when, you know, when he's describing that dream, though, right? So there's still some things from it that haven't happened yet that are going to take place. Um, you know, the the crown of thorns is almost certainly, you know, based on either the um, the skeleton of the mother or just the stuff they had around them, as as um, Dracarys is, you know, is said, and they, you know, um, are burned to ashes. Um, I really um Jesus. What if it's just like the whole show is building up to guys, we're wrong about all this. Jesus Christ is the one true Lord. That would be hilarious. <laughs> and then Jesus was a Targaryen. Yeah, I'll take it. Sure. Show me show me the way. How, how do we make that work? I'll rock it. But look, I'm gonna watch the rest of this show. Um, the thing is honestly. It ended so um, so awkwardly, uh, the original series that, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but people kind of were like, do we even want these prequel shows? Do we need this? Is this a waste of money? Yeah. You know? Um, and I think they definitely kind of ab- absolved themselves of people feeling like this is going to be a waste of time. You might not love where it goes story-wise. Um, I-, I think most people like this book. I haven't heard any, like, people saying like where the plot goes is bad but i think it's executed pretty well and i'm honestly just because of how the sour taste i still had in my mouth from 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 the the original finale i just kind of wasn't sure what to expect but i I went in just trying to watch it and i I think it's serving itself well it does feel like it can reach the heights of the original show i totally agree and i have the thought all the time watching game of thrones game of thrones is better than star wars and star wars is like the thing in my mind as a kid it was the thing that no one will ever beat and um Mm -hmm. i still think empire strikes back is like the best singular work but my god even on this series not even game of thrones but even house of the dragon there's been stuff that's happened where i was like this is as good as anything that's happened right honestly good I was just thinking about Star Wars as actually before you even mentioned it, because it made me think about because when Aaron said something, Aaron, when you said something about the season finale, putting a bad taste in your mouth, it made me think about how much those last two Star Wars movies made me feel. And then they come out with stuff like Obi-Wan and it's like, and it's something that I know. Yeah. And and I thought it was great. I don't know if you checked it out, Tim. I liked it. It's pretty good. it was like one of those things where it was I didn't I wasn't looking for it, but it was a breath of fresh air to have. 
and maybe this is the same thing as a breath of fresh air may not be the a masterpiece <laughs> but it might just be that thing that that reminds us why we fell in love with the franchise in the first place and with this world the other thing for me is i just had a annoying week with like my my macbook dying um shout out to apple computers for uh two-year-old computer breaking and doing a horrible job of even pretending that they were going to fix it. Thank you very much. Um, choose our platform for good, folks. Um, yeah, I was just like stressed out. I lost a lot of work. I lost a lot of time just doing stuff. And it did what entertainment is supposed to do and just completely distracted me and transported me away from it. And just for like a blissful hour, I just really enjoyed a TV show instead of thinking about like, oh, now I'm going to be late with this and late with that. It was really cool. Yeah, and I agree. I had the same kind of moment where I was like, oh, I finally feel like looking at this. And then it's <laughs> like a lot of stuff going on. And I was like, oh, I'm glad I, you know, um, spend my time with it. So um, I feel like everybody else will probably feel similar. I'm sure there's some people who genuinely dislike what's, what's happened in the show so far. But overall, I think it's it's recapturing the old magic right now. So that's pretty dope. Um, anything else to say about the show before we wrap up? It's good. Give it a shot. If you like the old the old series, like, you know, um, see if you like it. It's it's definitely worth an hour to at least see if it's, you know, uh gonna tickle your fancy. So um let's see. If you made it this far, thank you first off. And secondly, tell a friend, rate review, uh let people know about the show. Uh we try to do this every week, do it most weeks. Um, let's see, Keith, where can people follow us on the social? We on Instagram at the low key pot. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Uh, Tim, I know you've been having MacBook troubles, but anything you'd like to plug for Movie Maker coming up? Uh, the next issue will probably come out in October. Um, and if not, Apple computers, folks. Sorry, I don't like to place the blame, but um, <laughs> no. back good. up everything on the cloud. This is all the. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've learned from my years of losing things is the cloud is your friend. Uh, goodness gracious. I'm so sorry that happened. And, and actually, I got to get a new laptop myself. That's another reminder for me. Mine's an HP, though, so I can blame it, you know, Windows. Anyway, uh, but thank y'all for making it this far. We'll see y'all next week on whatever other good content we check out. Peace. See you.